Hello, this is Tushta Krishna Das, and you're listening to ISKCON Denver podcast, where you can hear all of our classes and kirtans. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share with others. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Sudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Deha Tantra Prasamaya Patmanam Nidesha Bhajam Chavibo Vibhutaye Yatavatadas Tavasukaradayas Tatayama Pyatma Patopa Labdaye Tatayama Pyatma Prasamaya Patmanam Nidesha Bhajam Chavibhavibhutaye Yatavataras Tavasukaradayas Tatayama Pyatma Patopalabdaye Tatayama Prasamaya Patmanam Nidesha Bhajam Chavibhova Bhutaye Yatavataras Tavasukaradayas Tatayama Pyatma Patobalabdaye
प्रसमाय पापमेश यू देह दिस बाडी for the diminution patmanam of sinful activities nidesha bhajam of instructions and devotion cha and vibho oh my lord vibhutaye for the expansion yata as avataraha incarnations tava your sukara adaya the boar and other forms tata so ayam this incarnation of kapila api surely atma pata the path of self realization upalabdaye in order to reveal translation in purport by his divine grace ac bhaktivedanta swami shri prabhupad ki jai translation my dear lord You have assumed this body in order to diminish the sinful activities of the fallen and to enrich their knowledge in devotion and liberation. Since these sinful people are dependent on your direction, by your own will you assume incarnations as a boar and as other forms. Similarly, you have appeared in order to distribute transcendent transcendental knowledge to your dependents purport in the previous verses the general transcendental qualifications of the supreme personality of godhead were described now the specific purpose of the lord's appearance is also described by his different energies he bestows different kinds of bodies upon the living entities who are conditioned by their propensity to lord it over material nature but in course of time these living entities become so degraded that they need enlightenment it is stated in bhagavad gita that whenever there are discrepancies in the discharge of the real purpose of this material existence the lord appears as an incarnation does anybody know what verses those are in bhagavad gita the where it says bhagavad gita states that whenever there are discrepancies in the discharge of the real purpose of the of this material existence the lord appears as an incarnation where does glanir bhavati 
That's four seven and four eight paritrinaya sadunam vinashaya chadushkritam. So four seven and four eight Krishna explains why he comes to the comes to this material existence as an incarnation. The Lord's form as Kapila directs the fallen souls and enriches them with knowledge and devotion so that they may go back to Godhead. There are many incarnations of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, like those of the boar, the fish, the tortoise, and the half-man, half-lion. Lord Kapila Dev is also one of the incarnations of Godhead. It is accepted herein that Lord Kapila Dev appeared on the surface of the earth to give transcendental knowledge to the misguided conditioned souls. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Om Ajnana Tamarandasya Gananjana Shadakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Panchakalpa Trubyascha Kripasindibhyevacha Patitanam Pavanebya Vaishnavebyo Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasari Gaura Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So I first seek out the blessings of the assembled Vaishnavas and Vaishnavis those online, other parts of the temple, for their blessings that I may be able to speak properly on our Gaudiya Vaishnava Siddhanta is given to us by Srila Prabhupada. And I pray to be able to say something to keep us enthusiastic in our daily devotional service. So... As Srila Prabhupada states in the previous verses, the general transcendental qualifications of the Supreme Personality of Godhead were described. And now the specific purpose of the Lord's appearance is also described. So, I thought it very interesting how in the verse, two times Srila Prabhupada explains, uh, states dependence. Since these sinful people are dependent on your direction and you have appeared in order to distribute transcendental knowledge to your dependents. So we're all dependent upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead. All living entities are dependents. And when we think of dependents, we think of parents and children. Right? I was thinking about how my daughter doesn't have to worry about food. She doesn't have to worry about so many things about life in this time of her existence, right? She's completely dependent upon Lalita and I to take care of her. And so this is surrender. This is Sharanagati, to realize that we're dependent upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead for everything, for the sun, the air, our breath, our digestion, everything that's going on around us, everything that's going on inside of us, it's all due to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
He's so merciful, he's so kind that he's giving us all types of facilities. Facilities to enjoy or try to enjoy material nature. He's giving us facility to enjoy transcendental nature. And so he bestows different kinds of bodies upon the living entities who are conditioned by their propensity to lord it over material nature. So the very, very beginning of our philosophy, the mula tattva, you could say, is jivers rupahoy krishner nityadas, krishner tatasta shakti beta beta pakash, that every living entity is eternally the servant of Krishna, nityadas. And we're simultaneously one yet different from the Lord. You know, Lord Chaitanya teaches Srila Sanatan Goswami, uh, how does it go? Suryangsa Kirana Yaiche Agni Dvalachai. That Kirana, does anybody know the meaning of Kiran? Means ray. So the ray of the sun. So Suryangsa Kirana. The living entities in relation to the Supreme Personality of Godhead are like the rays of the sun. Krishna is like the sun and we're like the sun rays. Or Agni Jvalachai, that Krishna is the fire and Jvalachai, we're like the sparks. Svabhavika Krishnera Tina Prakara Hoy. Tina Prakara Shakti Hoy. That Tina Prakara Shakti, Krishna has three different types of energies. Spiritual energies are of three types. And material, uh, there's different types of energies. Antaranga Shakti, Bahiranga Shakti, and the Tatashta Shakti. So we're the Tatashta Shakti, the Jiva Shakti. And Maya, Bahiranga Shakti, is propelling us to try to lord it over material nature. And I found a really nice purport, uh, Canto 3, Chapter 7, Text 9, where Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, the verse it talks about Maya and how she basically covers over the living entity. And Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur brings up a very interesting aspect of the verse. He says that why isn't Maya punished? Right? If she's the external energy, she's taking us away from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, giving us this propensity to lord it over material nature, why isn't she punished? And he says that the example can, two examples can be given. Somebody has a jewel locket. Somebody has a very beautiful necklace and they forget that they're wearing it. Is it the person's fault that they forgot? Yes, it's the person's fault. And he also says that just as somebody who's mistaken to be a thief is punished, right? they might be taken into jail and held for some time because they were at the scene of the crime, they were around. So the government, they're not punished because you're a suspect and you're held in jail. So he gives different examples to show that Maya is actually just doing her service to Krishna. So she shouldn't be punished. 
Actually, we're the ones that are punished because we're the ones who forgot. And in other religions, sometimes, you know, the devil made me do it. It's the devil, right? It's not me that did these horrible actions or forgot about God, but it's the devil. And so we need to hold an exorcism or Lolita and I, we were kind of laughing because uh, one famous preacher <laughs> in America, who uh, he's a prosperity gospel preacher, so he has millions and millions of dollars. He uh, has a whole video where he holds judgment on COVID-19 and cast COVID-19 out of the United States. <laughs> and he's like very, anyway, it's, you know, this whole idea of how, let's take responsibility off of ourselves and point the finger at Maya, point the finger at the devil, point the finger at something else, and they should be punished. I, why am I being punished for falling into this material nature? But we have our God-given free will. So we're eternally the servants of Krishna, but we temporarily forgot about our transcendental spiritual nature. And we have this propensity to lord it over material nature. But Krishna is so kind that he comes in so many different forms and so many different incarnations to remind us who we are. Uh, Srila Prabhupada states, in course of time, these living entities become so degraded that they need enlightenment. And so many incarnations are explained. Boar, the fish, the tortoise, the half-man, half-lion. And we look at how so many of these incarnations came to save the sadhus, paritranaya sadhunam, and vinishayadjushkritam, they these incarnations of Krishna. For instance, Nisringadev kills Hiranyakashipu. Lord Bor, Varahadev, kills Hiranyaksha. Matsya Avatar comes to save the Vedas. Kurma Avatar comes to save and help the demigods in churning the ocean of milk. Parasharam, Balaram, Kalki, Krishna, Buddha, all these incarnations are coming to help the living entities, help the sadhus, and to destroy not just, we can say, the demons, but the demoniac propensities in our heart. When we pray to Nisringadev to clear out all of our nartas, and we meditate on how Hiranyaksha Right? He was always after gold, Hiranya, Aksha, always searching for wealth, that greed. And Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur so kindly points out on how all the, Krish, all the demons that Krishna kills in Vrindavan, they represent a different anarta in our heart. And by hearing about those demons being killed by Krishna, those anartas in our heart, they get cleared out. And just as Krishna comes in so many different forms. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in his commentary uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam, the, first, the very first verse, he talks about how, according to the Gita, the Lord comes to save the devotees and destroy the demons. Paritra Naya Sadhunam Vinashaya Chidushkritam. 
Bhagavad Gita 4.8, just as he appears for these purposes as Matsya among the fish, as Varaha among the animals, as Hangsa among the birds, as Svayam Bhagavan Krishna among humans, and as Upendra among the devatas, so the Lord has now appeared as the crown jewel of the scriptures, Srimad Bhagavatam, among the Vedas for restoring Dharma and delivering the devotees. So Krishna has appeared as Bhagavatam through Shukadev and Parikshit, and like the sun among the planets, it shines among the Puranas. It has 12 forms, cantos, just as the sun has 12 forms for each of the months of the year, with 18,000 verses like its leaves, it has appeared like a desire tree to fulfill the goals of the great devotees. So, we said that we were going to speak about Chatu Shloki on Saturday, and this is a nice segue into Chatu Shloki on how Srimad Bhagavatam is Krishna. So, to give transcendental knowledge to enlighten all of us. Krishna has come as Srimad Bhagavatam and he first appears to Brahma. Brahma was sitting atop of the lotus flower and he had no idea what to do. Right? He was in darkness. He couldn't see what was around him. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know who he really was and what his relationship was to what was around him. But he heard two, uh, he heard two syllables, tapa, austerity. And so he engaged in austerity, he engaged in meditation. And because of this austerity, because of this surrender, becoming dependent, realizing that he wasn't the supreme personality of Godhead, Something was greater than him. Because of the surrender, Krishna revealed himself to Brahma. He revealed the spiritual world to Brahma. He revealed everything to Brahma. And he gave these four verses, Chatu Shloki. Prabhupada says nutshell verses. Others say like seed verses. And this is the original Bhagavatam. So, Chatushloki is the original Bhagavatam. Although Shri Jiva Goswami also states something very interesting in Bhagavat Sandarbha. In Bhagavat Sandarbha, Shri Jiva Goswami goes into detail about the Chatushloki. And he says that actually Krishna also gave book Bhagavatam to Brahma at that time also. Because Bhagavatam is eternal. So not only did he give him Chatu Shloki, but he also gave him the entire book Bhagavatam. But we can see how this Chatu Shloki, Sri uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the Lord himself, says the essence of Srimad Bhagavatam, our relationship with the Supreme Lord, our activities in that connection and the goal of life, is manifest in the four verses of Srimad Bhagavatam known as the Chatu Shloki. Everything is explained in those verses. Bhagavatera Sambanda Abhideya Prayojan Chatushlokite Prakatatara Kariyeche Lakshan. That Sambanda Abhideya Prayojana, the 
understanding of our relationship with the Supreme Lord. Abhideya, our activities in that connection, in Prayojan, the goal of life, is manifest in the four verses of Srimad Bhagavatam. And as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explains before, um, what is it? Krishna Sambandha, Bhakti Abhideya, Prem Prayojan. So to understand our relationship with Krishna, first we have to understand who is Krishna. And Kapila Dev has given us so much instruction on who we are, what is our relationship to Krishna. So in the very first two uh, verses, the Chattu Shloki, it's Sambandha Gyan. Aham evasa mevagre nanyad yat sarasat param paschad aham yad etachcha yovishesheta sosmiham. Krishna is that person who was here before the creation, before there was sat asat, before there was cause and effect. Krishna was here. And Krishna is going to be here after the dissolution. So Krishna is eternal, he's beyond this material world. And in the second verse of Ritaratam, that arta, that which seems to have value, is actually, uh, if it's not in connection with Krishna, then it's atmano mayam, the external energy. And it's yata bhaso yata tamaha. It's like a reflection in the darkness. Right? We think it's real, we think it's the real thing, but it's not the real thing. It's just a reflection. So these two verses explain to us who we are in relationship to this material world, who we are in relationship to Krishna, who is Krishna. And then we can parallel that with the Chattu Shloki of Bhagavad Gita. Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur and Baladeva Vidyabhushana Acharyas, Srila Prabhupada explain how this is also, also Chattu Shloki Gita. And we can see the parallel between them. Right? The first verse, Aham, does anybody know the first verse of 10.8? Can we get the microphone? Can you give like a English? So, Baladeva Yabhushana explains how this verse, the beginning of the Chattusalaki Gita, it gives nourishment to the devotees. Right? That Buddha Bhava Samanvitaha. Understanding that Krishna is the source of all material and spiritual worlds, it actually nourishes bhakti. So, these Sambandha verses. And then we can also parallel with the Chattushruti. The uh, four, uh, first four verses of the Brahma Sutras or Vedanta Sutras, you have Atato Brahma Jigyasa, and then the next is Janmadyasa Yataha, that Krishna is the source of everything. And why is it so important to understand Sambandha? In Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati Thakur, he wrote a hundred verse poem. 
that talks about real rasa versus false rasa. And he says something very, uh, he says something very heavy about Sambandha. And it's, anyway, I'll read it. I was thinking, should I read it? Should I not read it? But it's very important to meditate on. So he says, without knowledge of Siddhanta, the heart cannot be spiritually attuned with Lord Krishna. If one lacks knowledge of relationship with Krishna, Sambandha, then proper execution of devotional service in relationship to Krishna, Abhideya, is impossible. Without knowledge of Sambandha, one can never attain Prayojan, the supreme goal of life. Those who remain busy with bogus philosophical conclusions cannot perform actual service to Sri Krishna. Siddhanta Alasa Jana Anarta, a person lazy in understanding Siddhanta, does not give up Anartas. One who mistakes Krishna's belonging to the material plane can never render actual service to the Lord. So understanding this Chattushloki, understanding that Krishna is not part of this material plane, is essential to our service. A genuine devotee never maintains material conceptions about the names of Krishna. If anartas have not been expelled, chanting of the holy name will never reveal the Lord's form. As long as anartas remain, chanting of the holy name will never produce understanding of the Lord's transcendental qualities. As long as anartas remain, chanting of the holy name will not actually be service to Krishna. It's like a really, I was like, oh man, I've got like so much to work on after reading that. I was like, man, just, so we see how important Sambandha, Siddhanta, understanding the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, but first understanding what is the transcendental position of Krishna. What is our relationship to Krishna? Being dependence upon Krishna, having that surrender. Right? Otherwise, what, what is the point of going further if we don't have proper sambandha? What is abhideya? What is prayojan? But Krishna is so merciful that he's given us himself, a Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita. So going further, in the Chattu Shloki, Eta vareva jigyasam tattva jigyasu natmanaha that one should inquire, right? Just as a tato brahma jigyasa and then machita madgana prana bodhiantas parasparam the devotees, they're always inquiring, right? They're always inquiring, talking about Krishna, trying to understand Krishna. And so in the chattu shloki, the Abhideya is all about inquiring, seeking this transcendental knowledge up to the topmost limit of Krishna. And then Chattushloki talks about how Yatamahanti Bhutani, that what is the goal of Krishna consciousness? That the pure devotee sees Krishna everywhere. Just as Krishna, or just as Mahanti Bhutani, all the uh, Mahabhutas, right? the, you have the earth, water, fire, air, ether, you have the subtle elements. It's, they're all 
within the atoms of material nature. Everything is made up of earth, water, fire, air, ether. So just as these elements enter into the cosmos, but yet also keep themselves separate, so Krishna also enters into everything, and yet he has his own abode in Goloka Vrindavan. But the pure devotee sees Krishna everywhere. That's real love. And then Krishna's love is also directed towards the devotees in Tesham Satata Yuktanam Bhajatam Pratipurvakam. That when we're sincere, when we're trying to surrender, then Krishna reveals everything within the heart. Tesham Mevanukampartam Aham Jan the Jnana Depena Basvata. He lights up our heart. Right? This is also the in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu nectar of devotion, that Udipana. Right? Udipana, the stimulants of ecstatic love. So Udipana, very one devotee, Prabhupada disciple, he always explained Udipana to me in terms of deep, right? You offer deep lamp to the Lord. So Udipana, the stimulants of ecstatic love, is that which lights up the heart, that which fires, fires up the heart for Krishna. So this way we can really dive into Chatushloki. And just as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, everything is explained in these Chatushloki verses. So by learning these Chatushloki, these four verses of Bhagavatam, four verses of Gita, four verses of Brahma Sutra, you can actually understand all of Bhagavatam, understand all of Gita, understand all of Vedanta Sutra. Right? Vedanta Sutra, Shastra Yonitvat and Tattu Samanvayat. That you inquire, and then everything is revealed through scripture, Shastra Yonitvat. And I thought it very interesting how um, Balade Vidyabhushana, he says that the uh, Chattu Shloki Gita, it's like the womb of the Gita. And Shastra Yonitvat. In Vedanta Sutra, yoni also means womb. So Shastra Yonitvat, every it's like the womb of all knowledge, or seed-like verses, nutshell verses. So everything is contained within these four verses, and we can continuously churn them, churn them, churn them. And all of Bhagavatam is churning those four verses. And then we get back to dependence, surrender, right? And I was thinking it's, it's being dependent on Krishna also means being dependent upon the devotees. Because very interesting verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita talking about the incarnations. So we have the different incarnations of Krishna coming, saving the devotees, dispelling ignorance, coming as Srimad Bhagavatam. And Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, he quotes from third canto, uh, chapter 9, text 11, saying that, O oh my Lord, you always dwell in the vision and hearing of your pure devotees. You also live in their lotus-like hearts, which are purified by devotional service. O oh my Lord, you are who are glorified by exalted prayers, you show special favor 
to your devotees by manifesting yourself in the eternal forms in which they welcome you. And Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami says, the essence of the meaning of this verse is that Lord Krishna appears in all his innumerable eternal forms because of the desires of his pure devotees. So I was really meditating on how I, I really don't understand Krishna going through the prayers of Brahma by Dhanakriya Prabhu's mercy, talking about them on Saturday, how Brahma is the topmost living entity. He doesn't understand Krishna. And this morning I was really just meditating, like, man, what do I really know about Krishna? What am I really tasting in devotional service? What, do I, what am I doing when I'm chanting japa? What is the point of me going over Bhagavatam, trying to learn so much? Sur, you know, all of this is leading to surrender. But all of it is due to the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. Without Srila Prabhupada, what do we really know about Krishna? And reading different letters and going over the early days of Srila Prabhupada, he made Krishna consciousness like so accessible. He made Krishna consciousness so real, isn't it? Like how he, I mean, going over the different pastimes, everything manifesting in Krishna consciousness in this movement, him empowering so many devotees, he really makes Krishna consciousness real and brings it down to really accessible way. Like Sometimes I feel like I'm getting in my way so much to really dive into Krishna consciousness, always on the mental platform, you know, stuck in the dualities of is my service being accepted? Am I really chanting? Like, why am I not going deeper? This is stuck in my way. Why is this stuck in my way? And, but then reading about Srila Prabhupada and hearing like so many instructions that he gives devotees just like breaks the heart. You know, you like the heart is so hard like a, like a rock and Prabhupada just takes that hammer, just breaks it and makes Krishna consciousness very accessible and very real. What to speak of, you know, diving in more after, you know, chanting so long. You, like reading this purport, there's so much that you can dive into. Right? And then I was thinking about how, you know, like the Brahmins in Vrindavan, they were performing the yagya, and Krishna instructed his cowherd friends to go and beg food for Krishna and Balaram and how the Brahmins, they were engaged in their yajna and they just thought, oh, Krishna and Balaram. You know, they couldn't understand the transcendental position of Krishna. They couldn't even understand what they were doing. They were engaged in yajna. They were engaged in sacrifice to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and yet the Supreme Personality of Godhead is saying, I want some food. They were so bewildered by their minds and the illusory energy that they couldn't stop to serve Krishna. And yet their wives, who had such simple hearts, they immediately prov provided a huge feast in the forest of Vrindavan for Krishna. And then afterwards, the Brahmins, they were saying, why didn't 
to hell with what we're doing. We, we couldn't even understand that Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Yagyabuk, we couldn't even stop what we were doing to serve him. So I think in my own life, it's, it's like that sometimes. You know, we, I, I get trapped in trying to be intelligent or understand Siddhanta in such a philosophical way. Like I was even thinking, presenting Chatushloki and, you know, diving into it more. It's, you know, like I, I can talk about it on such a, the, a theoretical experience. But the essence is to really dive into Krishna consciousness. Keep it from being such like this abstract thing above us. Prabhupada brought it down to us to just dive right in. It makes it so accessible. And so I wanted to share that for whatever reason. But uh, I'll stop here if there's any comments, questions, corrections. Rinda Sundari. Prabhvi. Vaibhava. Yeah, uh, I'll just repeat it for those online that Rinda Sundari was reflecting on pulling the weeds out of the heart, the anartas, and how the practice of sadhana is to actually see where those anartas are popping up. Like when we experience envy and we can look at that envy, why is it coming up to uh, have that mm, introspection introspective state of mind you know and it goes back to I, I was thinking how it always goes back to Sambandha and Siddhanta and how Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur speaking about getting you know going through that Anarta Nivriti stage how Sambandha Siddhanta when we have the philosophy there then we're able to be a little bit more introspective 
And uh, yeah, see how the mind is actually dragging us around all all over the place, but also to see where the illusory energy is tempting us, what our free will is, what our relationship to Krishna is, goes back to that Sambandha and Siddhanta, having that philosophy. Because then that's the thing of last week when we were talking about philosophy, being in the hands of those who are, you know, crude and harsh like Dravasamuni, how he wasn't able to he wasn't able to see the purity of Ambarish Maharaj. And um but then like through that philosophy and through that Siddhanta, we can actually it it's tools for us to actually work on our inner life rather than use it against others, right? We can be uh, holier than thou. You're going to hell, I'm saved. I've got, I know more than you. But then we, you know, going over the purport today in the verse, how Krishna is so merciful, giving us transcendental knowledge to the misguided conditioned souls. And then we're able to help others by helping ourselves and using those tools. So the, all that siddhanta, sambandha, it's a tool is getting to getting closer to Krishna. Getting closer to Krishna means seeing all those inartas and then using the tool to dig out the, uh, the weeds. Anything else? Or? Did you want to add more to that? Were you gonna, oh. I was appreciating the good point you made at the very beginning of your class about dependence and how you made the example that Krishna is providing I guess what meditating on becoming a jnani 
versus bhakta. I, I read some time ago where the spiritual master has given us certain texts to dive into, right? We have Srimad Bhagavatam and then, uh, you know, reading Srimad Bhagavatam is one of the five most important uh, angas of devotional service, hearing Bhagavatam. But how we read, how we hear is very important. So if we're... I actually had a nice talk with Vaisheshika Prabhu about this. So the spiritual master has ordered us to dive into Srila Prabhupada's books. It has given us entrance into Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Nectar of Devotion, other works of the Acharyas. And if we take it in the mood, of service, right? I'm not just I'm not just going to read Srimad Bhagavatam or these books to gain knowledge of Krishna, but it's leading somewhere. It's leading to love. It's leading to service. So when we perform our reading as a service and then practically apply that then it transforms from gyan to bhakti. Because knowledge of Krishna Sambandha is important to really understand who we are and who Krishna is. So when we're reading Nectar of Devotion, we're going through the qualities of Krishna. We're going through the, uh, what is it, dhirodhata, dhiradhata, dhiralalita, dhiraprasanta. We're going through who Krishna is why are we going through that? Why do we want to understand who Krishna is? Because we want to serve Krishna. And the jnanis, even um, Bhakta Brandon, you gave that uh, story of Durvasa Muni when Mother Nidra gave class. How Durvasa Muni, he's a jnani. He was in such awe and respect and veneration to Krishna, and he went through that whole experience of seeing the universal form and searching for Krishna, but afterwards, there was no service. And that's what the jnanis and even the shantabhaktas, they're in awe of Krishna. They're trying to understand Krishna, but there's no practical service. And you could say there's no higher... Rasa actually begins with Dasa, according to some Vaishnavacharyas, right? Srila Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami doesn't even say that Shantaras is a, uh, you could say, bona fide rasa. And Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur in the 11th canto shows how there might not be Shantaras in Goloka Vrindavan. Why? Because the cows, they're in Vatsalya Ras, the calves are in Sakya Ras. The trees are in Dasyaras. So all of the inhabitants of Goloka Vrindavan are serving Krishna. So I, I always think about that, like why, why do I want this knowledge? Or am I going to learn a verse so that I can make a point or I can show others how learned I am? Oh, just see, I know this verse, you don't. 
kind of thing. What is our intention of gaining knowledge about Krishna? And then to and then also, oh, I'm my spiritual masters directed me to uh, learn Srimad Bhagavatam, learn Bhagavad Gita. So I'm doing it as a service to Guru. And that's why Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that the illiterate Brahmin was actually the authority on Bhagavad Gita. He couldn't even read properly, but because he was doing it in the service of his spiritual, to his spiritual master, then he was the authority and Krishna within his heart revealed Krishna and Arjuna on the battlefield. So, is it leading to bhakti? I, I would say. And then I quoted the verse on Saturday night from Brihad Bhagavatamrita in um, uh, where is it? Oops, wrong thing, sorry. Where stated ritual duties distract one from devotional service, renunciation dries up one's transcendental taste for her, and knowledge can do her harm, gyan. But these three, when purified, faithfully serve her. So even vairagya, gyan, karma, they can actually be utilized in Krishna's service. Then it goes back to Srila Prabhupada saying how everything can be utilized in Krishna's service. But if it's leading to impersonalism, if it's leading to karma kanda, and it's not leading to bhakti, then it's it's going to impede our devotional service. Is that okay? Would you agree with it? And also the Udipana, going back to Udipana, the, that which stimulates ecstatic love, the Udipana for those in Shantaras is sitting in a cave, studying Upanishads. It's all like <laughs> very kind of impersonalistic kind of study. So, okay. Chapter 2, he, he says something in the 
How to apply Chatu Sloki to life? Well, I was, that's why I was kind of thinking, like, <laughs> speaking about Tushloki, and I was studying it, and I got really into it, and, and I, I was thinking, like, wow, why, why am, why, what's the purpose of studying this? And I, um, do you know Ram Baru Mataji? Um, she was married to Preetu Prabhu. Um, I, I had one, uh, 